Welcome to Here's to Almost. It's your host, Rachel Lithgow. Every week, we'll dive into stories of almost. From athletes to entrepreneurs to everything in between, sometimes life doesn't go as planned. I'm here to tell you that not all dreams come true. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, though. Tune in every Wednesday to hear inspiring stories of almost and how our almost can take us some pretty amazing places. This week's guest started her career working for various ad agencies. When she left her stable job for what she thought was a new role and that new role fell through, she had to figure out what her career was going to look like. She decided to take the jump towards entrepreneurship. Since then, she has owned many different businesses. President of Simply Put Marketing Communications, founder of the Mommy Club, and principal at Details Events and Marketing are just a few of the companies on her resume. She has served as an MC at TEDx Chandler, is a guest speaker, and an author. Her most recent endeavors include being the founder of Social Connect Phoenix, oh, and she's a realtor. Tisha is a powerhouse running her own business, Tisha Marie Enterprises, for over seven years, where she helps others build their brand all while living in her own authentic purpose. Please welcome Tisha Marie Pelletier. Hi, Tisha. How are you? I'm good. And you? Good. Thank you. Thanks for coming on today. Sure. Thanks for having me. Of course. I kind of wanted to start. You have a very interesting business story or businesses story, I should say. (laughs) Um, I'd love to start by just talking about um, when you're very early on thinking about for the first time, maybe what you want to do with your life, thinking about your career. What are those first thoughts? What are you thinking you want to do? You know, I was dead set. I thought I, I knew what I wanted at an early age. I definitely knew that. And now I know that you can change your mind multiple times. (laughs) So um, I started off wanting to be a broadcast journalist. I was actually named Connie Chung, like the little Connie Chung or the up and coming Connie Chung. So for those of you who probably don't know who that is, she was a, a very successful news anchor, national maybe even international. And I was like, I want to be her. She was also Asian, which, which helped and used her really as a role model. And when I got to uh, school at Arizona state, I went to Walter Cronkite school of communication, broadcast journalism. I got to my senior year and within one class, I was like, I don't want this for my life. And I think it's important to know really what you want out of life. Because I think a lot of us are groomed to think this is the only way. And I would be the first to tell you that you can do it another way. There are alternatives to what you want to do and how you want to do it. So the future really is in your hands. That's great. When you're you're a senior, by the time you're deciding this is not what I want, are you at all stressed because you have this major that was your plan the whole time? It's a little bit, maybe if it was your freshman or sophomore year, it might have not felt like as big of a realization, but to figure that out your senior year, was that a stressful thought for you? Well, the one thing that I love about some colleges and ASU, one benefit I feel is that they they really required you to have classes outside of your major. And so almost like you, you had to take a minor, even if you didn't fulfill all of the classes for a minor, they wanted you to take classes that really gave you kind of some other views of what you could want to do, perhaps. And so I was very fortunate that I think having a business degree or a business minor is, is really beneficial. So when I went to school, I had my broadcast journalism degree, which is actually what I graduated with, with a BA in you know, communications. 
but then I also had a business minor. So I dabbled in marketing, advertising, promotions, events, public relations, like all of that. So I was able to really pivot and say, well, if I don't want to do this, at least I have this to fall back on. And now I can do internships and learn. So I first started out with a public relations company. And by the end, Rachel, I was like, this is not for me, cold calling news anchors mm. and assignment desks and like getting on the radars of all of these news journalists like is not for me. So it's so amazing at that young age to be able to take all those internships and learn from experience. And you're not going to know that honestly in college. I feel like the best learning is hands-on where you really get to dive in and go, nope, don't want to, or yep, I really, really love this. For sure. Because even if you're learning something in the classroom, that can often be a very different experience. You're learning concepts, but the way that's applied in different industries or even just different organizations can be very different. Yeah. You want real world. You really want real world experience. And for me, I ended up working for a couple of ad agencies straight out of college and I learned a ton. I was really like thrown in there and just go ahead and learn everything you can, try all these new things. And I really love that because it's actually what brought me to starting my first business is taking everything I learned and doing it the way I wanted to and with the people I wanted to work with. So it was just, it was a great experience overall. I wouldn't trade anything about my past for where I am now. That's awesome. Were you liking the kind of work you were doing with the ad agencies? Yeah, I loved it. I'm creative in nature, but I'll tell you, I'm not a graphic designer. Like I can conceptualize things, but for me to be like, no, let me design it. It Mm -hmm. would like be like stick figures. (laughs) It just wouldn't be, but I'm really good at thinking outside of the box and getting really creative and coming up with like taglines and coming up with ideas and really helping people stand out, which is still what I do to this day. I really, really help a company or an individual stand on their own, using their voice, using their brand, so that they're attracting people versus competing and with with other companies that are very similar. Like they really are, you know, standing above the rest. Yeah. So when you talk about your experience with those ad agencies initially, are you thinking maybe I want to start my own business, or are you kind of just along for the ride, just trying to learn things straight out of college? Yeah, you know, honestly, Rachel, I I thought for sure that I would work for companies for a good 10 years. I literally had no intention of, I, I had intention of being an entrepreneur at one point, but it was not at this point I thought it was. It came much, much sooner. Like, I'm like, I think when I'm 35, that would be a great time to start. Put my life <laughs> a little bit more together. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it didn't work out that way for me. It actually started when I was 24, turning 25. I just gotten married that year. And now I think just because of circumstances, I decided, you know what? Now's as good a time as any to take the leap based on my crossroads. I always love to talk about crossroads. Here I am. I'm working for an ad agency. I don't see any advancement. Actually, I keep seeing the writing on the walls that the company is in turmoil. They're not getting the clients that they need to sustain themselves. My boss can't make a decision to save his life. (laughs) Those kinds of things. Like you just see it. You have women's intuition that I was like, "Eh, I think I might look for another opportunity. And I actually had a marketing company, a sign company that wanted to hire me as a marketing manager and told me, Hey, Tisha, 
you can do whatever you want. If you're doing business with us, you can also have your own little side hustle. And I thought that was the greatest thing, you know? And I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. So I literally resigned from the ad agency I was with thinking that I've got this great opportunity ready to go. And then when I was ready to take that leap, he was like, I can't hire you. I'm sorry, but the future looks bright and sunny for you. And I just walked out of his office, like unbelievable. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. Oh, no. I don't have a backup plan. I don't have an income. I mean, luckily I hadn't had kids yet. And, you know, I, I was married, newly married, but I really sat there, Rachel. And I was like, all right, I could start my own and figure it out and just surround myself with smarter people. Or I could go back and work for another company and have the exact same horrible experience. And I chose the other. I was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. So you chose from a pretty early age to gamble on yourself. Um, I did. Can you talk a little bit about that decision? Because obviously your one experience or two experiences maybe weren't the best with those ad agencies, but it's possible you could have found one that would have been like a better experience. So what at that point was really pushing you to try to take that leap that early on? You know, so being newly married, I am a big planner by nature. And I was like, all right, so first comes marriage, then comes the baby carriage, <laughs> just like going yep. through this whole song in my head. And I knew, I literally was like, I want two children. I want to have a life with you first, and then I want to have my children. Mm -hmm. And so I already knew, I could already see these kids, you know, and I, I was like, I at least feel like if I can get it started, I can build it up enough that when the kids come, I am set. I am mm -hmm. set for life, right? Like I, I put in the work. Well, I, we did that. And in 2008, when we know the market's crashing <laughs> is when my first, my first baby was born. And I was like, great. So now I'm having a baby in a recession <laughs> and now I'm losing clients and I didn't prepare for this. What do you ever prepare for? You're always rolling with the punches somehow. And now you've got to pivot. And now you've got to change direction. And now you've got to tighten your belt a little bit and figure it out. Like entrepreneurship for me is always about figuring it out. It's not ever perfectly aligned. I can say that finally now though, Rachel, 20 years later, I'm like, oh, is this what success looks like? <laughs> but I couldn't have said that in 2008 and 2010 and 2018. Like I couldn't have said that. I was still going through a lot of the motions, figuring it out. Yeah. So when you want to start this first business, you're making the jump, you're going to do the thing. What, what's it, what's your business going to be? What is it? Yeah. So I literally started a marketing firm because it's what I knew. I came from a marketing company. The only difference between my company and the company I came from was that they were really looking for million dollar accounts and big companies. I was like, I want to work with the local small business. I want to work with these startups that just have a very limited budget, but still need marketing and advertising and public relations. And then from there, I, you know, I'm always about investing in myself. I'm always about volunteering and learning more and surrounding myself with good people. And so I ended up becoming the chair for the American Marketing Association and was their event chair. So I was planning their events pro bono because I'm the volunteer. And it actually prompted me to start another company. So I started Details Event Management and brought in a business partner who's my best friend. 
and we ran that and I was the cutting edge or, you know, the, the benefit that we had over other event planners, if we were talking about differentiating ourselves was that I had a marketing background and could get our clients in the news. So our clients were in the papers, they were all over the newspapers and the TV. And, and that was, that was a benefit. So doing that. And then of course, now I have my, my other kid, Ellie, who, you know, and I found myself again, I'm trying to find my, my way and trying to find a community of other people, other mom entrepreneurs that understood the ins and outs of what this looks like when you're running a business and you're having kids and you're trying to balance it and you're trying not to have mom guilt and got called up again <laughs> to start another business. So I started the mom entrepreneurs club and ran chapters and had, you know, chapters across the country. I had women leading it. I was running my own events. I was building community. And so, what I think is interesting about this too, are you running these all at the same time or are you deciding yes. to pivot each time? You're running them all at the same time. Oh yeah. It was a lot of tax returns, a lot of <laughs> filing and bookkeeping and just, oh goodness. And I, I mean, I honestly was like, I'm nuts. I'm running three businesses. I have two kids under five years old. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out what balance even means at this point without feeling like the guilty mom. You know, I feel like I'm doing it for my kids. So I really have had to check myself. There's been a lot of humility. There's been a lot of humbling throughout my entire venture, entire experience of being a mom and an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, so after that business, or was there any point where you're like, maybe I want to phase this one out, this one's kind of done, <laughs> or maybe you have other passions and you want to kind of, but like, how do you juggle it all, right? There's already so oh, much goodness. going on. So what are you deciding um, as yes. those businesses are running? Okay. So for me, I think that a lot of us will really come into this midlife crisis at one point in our lives where we're like, is what I'm doing really my purpose? Is what I'm doing so what I'm really supposed to be doing. And for me, it was really a gut punch. So I'm running these three businesses. I'm doing well. In other people's eyes, I'm very successful. I don't feel successful because I haven't really mastered balance and finances. And I'm still like, you know, I'm successful, but not to my standard, right? So in 2015, I decided to host my Mom Entrepreneur of the Year event. And I moved it to Huntington Beach. I thought I had arrived. I'm like, yes, I took it out of Arizona. I'm in California. Like, this is amazing. It's going national. One thing, I'm missing my son, Caleb, who's in first grade. He is up in the state chess championship. This kid made it to the state chess championship. And I missed it. Because I'm here at this event with moms who I find out are very catty. <laughs> and ironically, at an event that's supposed to support moms, and then you feel like you're still experiencing that mom guilt. It was Mother's Day weekend of 2015. And I was just like, unbelievable. I remember going into a bookstore in Huntington Beach, and I was there with my best friend who ran the business with me. But this was my business. She just always was there to support it. And our moms, because it's Mother's Day weekend. And I remember walking around Huntington Beach and going to a bookstore and literally just sitting on the floor crying. And I was like, I can't do this. I cannot do this anymore. And I bought this book that says, love who you are. 
And it was just a cute little book. It's sitting on my bookshelf and it's all affirmations, all these great, powerful, strong words because I didn't love myself anymore. It was just, it was just very, very eye-opening. And of course, that my husband's like, he just got a checkmate. Like he's telling me all these things. And I'm like, I am missing such an important part of my son's life to be here. And it just, it really got to me. And I remember coming home and just uh, literally turning on Netflix and eating a lot of dark chocolate and laying in bed. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes you need that. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you just need to just be still and just chill out and figure out your next move. And luckily it was late May. So kids were off. I didn't have to take them to school in my pajamas, you know, (laughs) just stay in my pajamas. And I remember watching the entire season of One Tree Hill in like three weeks. (laughs) That's the only way to watch TV is to binge it. (laughs) It is nine years of TV, basically in three seasons. Yeah, three uh, three weeks because nine seasons of the show. And I just remember finishing it and going, all right, the season's done. Now what? I binge watch another show or do I actually get up? And I knew being a mentor as well to other people, I know how important it is to have a mentor or a coach that really brings you back up, brings back brings life back to you. And I had known so many coaches through my mommy club that I ran that I ended up going to one that I really trusted. And she met with me for several weeks. And literally every time I met with her, she would hand me the box of tissues mm-hmm. and I would cry. I just bawl because I had no idea. I couldn't see what was next in my story. I couldn't figure it out. Until she was like, all right, Tisha, I've been seeing you for so long now. I want you to build your personal brand. And that's honestly what's changed the trajectory of my life so much. Because back then, I didn't want to be on social. I didn't post things. I was like, I have to be strong. I can't show weakness. People look up to me. I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to share my failures. I didn't want any of that out there. So I always hired out social media and it was curated content. It was like entrepreneur.com says this. It was pictures that other people were using. Like I had some great social media people, but at the same time, I was like, they're not me. Mm -hmm. And if this is what you're telling me to do is to build a brand that others can relate to. And I can attract the right types of people based on just being my authentic self. Okay. And honestly, when she told me that, I was like, if this is the only way that I buy back my time to figure it out, then that's all I've got. And I immediately looked at what I was doing with my businesses. And I said, well, here, I don't want to do events for other people. So let's take that off the list. I want to do marketing, but maybe not in this context. I don't want to run a mom entrepreneurs group anymore. I think I want to actually venture out and work with men and women. So doing that, Rachel gave me a lot of versatility to move around and say what I want and what I didn't want. Like I really tell people, build your brand because you will figure it out. You will figure out who you're attracted to working with, who you want in your corner, what projects you like. Like it gives you so much autonomy of your life when you're not pigeonholed to 
Tish is a marketer. Tish is an event manager. Tisha runs the mommy club. I let all of that go and I rebranded as Tisha Marie Enterprises, honestly, so I could figure out who I was and then fill in the gaps of, oh, I kind of like personal brand building. I think I'll add that as a service. I kind of like doing these happy hours with men and women. I think I'll add that as a product. Like that is how I started to build this business. And I love that I always tell people, I'm like, tomorrow I could give it all up and go make donuts. But it would still be the same me making those donuts for you. Mm. So, and this is why to me, it rings true because I got my real estate license in 2021, COVID hit, of course. And I was like, well, I'm here at my desk. I might as well relate to my clients and I'm going to go get my license. And I got my license. As soon as I posted on social media that, hey, guess what? I got my real estate license too. I had clients already. And they were people that were in my corner. They were in my sphere that said, I trust you with my life. I love you. I love who you are. I know you'll do a great job being a realtor too you sell my house. You help me buy my house. And that all because of your brand. People. Yep. It was all because of how I put myself out there and how I established trust with people. I wasn't trying to sell them on marketing events, mommy club, anything. I was just like, Hey, this is me. I make no apologies. Love me, hate me, love me. I don't care, but I'm going to attract the right types of people. And it, absolutely has worked. And I tell clients that all, all the time. If you are not building your brand, somebody else is taking your opportunities without you even knowing it. Can you talk a little bit more about building a personal brand as far as if you're someone that maybe isn't sure. comfortable in the spotlight and you said before, like, I didn't want to be on social media. I didn't want to be the face of the brand. Like, how do you move forward with that? And how do you really decide what your personal brand should be? How did you decide for yourself? You know what? I think it, it really boils down to major self-discovery. And that's a lot of work that people don't want to do. It is a absolutely like a self-reflection of sitting with your thoughts, really identifying who it is you want to be around, who you want to serve, what you want to do, and also who are you, right? And I think the easiest way to start that, Rachel, is to really look at what you value. What do you value? Like for me, I value authenticity. I want to be around real people. I value energy. I want positive energy type of people. I don't want glass half empty type of people in my corner. I don't mesh well with them. I actually am kind of disgusted by it. <laughs> you know, I want people who have positive attitudes I want people who love dogs. Like I get along well with dogs. Like you, you're going to find your people based on what your interest is, right? I mean, it's funny. Like I hosted a happy hour. I love people who love happy hour. Great. There are a lot of people that love happy hour that don't like to be at evening events because it's too late for them. So four to six is perfect. You know, so you're going to find your people. You're going to find your community. And here's what I would say about social media. If you're in business, if you, if you are trying to just make a name for yourself, 
it is a necessary evil. It does not even mean that you have to be in business. There are several people that work for companies building a brand. And the reason I say that a brand is so important is because, again, if you decide to leave the opportunity that you're at right now, for instance, and you apply, they are going to stalk you. They are going to find you and try to get an idea of if you are a perfect fit for their culture and their community. And if they don't see anything like that, they might just pass you off. But if they're like, Rachel does this and she was a soccer this and she has a dog and she has a great attitude about life. Yes, she would totally fit in with the people that are here. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting insight. I think the idea of a personal brand is something that I don't think, at least to my perspective, a lot of people are thinking about, you know, you go to whatever your job is and you do your job and you go home. But the idea that we're obviously people outside of our jobs, but the idea that we can have our own brand as a person is a very interesting concept. Yeah. And it, it's, it really is something that you should start with, even in college, even in high school, because think about all the opportunities. If you were already starting, how many more opportunities would already be coming your way? And that's what I say about branding is you're not even going to know if you missed out on the opportunity, which is sad. Wouldn't you want a shot at that opportunity if you knew about it? They might have already made a call against you because they couldn't figure out who you are. So can we talk a little bit about how you show up every day in your brand? What does your brand look like? What do you do? Yeah, I really feel like my audience or my friends and, and you know, friends on all these platforms really created my brand for me. And the reason I say that is I was just showing up as, as me and people who started to see my brand were like, oh my gosh, you're so authentic. Oh my gosh. You're like wonder woman. Oh my gosh. You're just badass. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, yes. <laughs> so when we don't know what our brand is, what's a really great exercise, ask the people closest to you. If you could describe me. What would you say? And these were things people came to me with. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. Like, I can't tell you, Rachel, how many people have sent me Wonder Woman things. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even see myself as Wonder Woman, but they're like, yeah, but I do. So other people shape your brand and it's up to you to say, yep, I'm exactly that. Or nope, I'm really not that. I chose to say, yep, <laughs> I could be that. <laughs> I even got Wonder Woman shoes and I've gotten like pens and mugs and capes and memes. I have people who have like <laughs> drawn me as Wonder Woman. I, oh, I have a bobblehead that someone wow. sent me that looks like me and she's in a little <laughs> Wonder Woman outfit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, you talk about building your own brand and how authentic yeah. your brand is to you, which I think is amazing. What kind of services do you provide for your clients? Yeah. So I like backing up and talking about that when my coach talked to me about creating my personal brand, she was a coach telling me, Tisha, you need a brand. She did not give me any insight into how to execute it. But because I am someone who markets and has teams behind her that are doing design and video and photos and the creative process, I was like, 
Now that's something that would differentiate me from other personal brand strategists. And so I literally had to come up with a program overnight because I was doing all these webinars about personal branding. And I said, oh my goodness, the people on these webinars are my ideal customer. They are people that don't have a brand. They know they need a brand. They know they're missing opportunity. They have money to invest in themselves. And so I created a whole personal brand toolkit that was set up in four phases where we literally are building the foundation of your brand. So first it would be, we're going to dive in and do self-discovery. We're going to figure out who you are because I also need to figure out who you are and you do too. Then we're going to get into your logo and creating that. Like they think people think that branding is just visuals. It's really not. It's encompassing all of you. And then you get to have fun with, this is what I want my color to look like. This is mm -hmm. what I want my sign to look like. And then, you know, I have a copywriter that does amazing taglines and writes your bio and long form, short form, because you're going to need that. People are going to ask who you are. You can't just spew all the stuff. You need to give them something. And it's great for your LinkedIn profile or your website. Um, and then we get into doing photography, like lifestyle photos. I don't subscribe to, you just need a headshot. I'm like, you need some full on body shots of you doing fun things. You with your computer, you with your dog, you with your family. Like people want to see what is your life outside of business or outside of work, right? So that's something that I like to say. And I'm like, dress like you would. Don't just dress mm -hmm. up in a suit if you don't really wear a suit. Like, don't do that. And then we go into a get to know me video, website, strategy. We do all of it. And I love that because I'm like, I'm not just sitting here coaching you. You're actually getting all of the assets and all of the tools that you need to go out and put your brand out there. And you've had help. You didn't have to figure out who to use and who would I trust and all those things. Like you had guidance the whole way. And I'm, I'm so happy to say this, Rachel, that my clients, yes, they start with me, but by the end, we are like best friends. Like I am like their proud mom. <laughs> I have all of these kids all over the world. Proud mom. <laughs> That's amazing. What I love about amazing. your your business and the personal brand you've created is it's so authentic to you. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times when we talk about work and being in the workforce, what can be overwhelming or stressful for people about that is it feels like you're someone that you're not. It feels like you're putting on this nine to five front or you're just doing what you need to do to, you know, get your paycheck. But I think yeah your brand is so truly authentic to who you are as a person that it seems like you're, I mean, obviously you are, outside, you are a person outside of your work and you have things with your family and other things that are very important to you, but your brand is just so authentic to you that really your everyday work is you also being yourself. Yeah. I'm having the most fun I've ever had, honestly. And I mean, I just, one of the things that I would, I would say to you and to everybody listening a tradition that I've had now for the last two years is that every last day of the month, so the 30th, the 31st, the 29th, we're going into a leap year, is to share your wins because so much of life is about celebrating the moments and enjoying the journey. And I feel like so many of us are rushing to the next thing that we don't really get to sit and be like, I did a lot this month. So I literally sit down and write a post and I the best cheat sheet is to really look through your photos 
Hmm. Look through your drive at all of the pictures you took because it'll jog your memory of what you accomplished and pick five things that you are so dang proud of yourself for personally and professionally and share it. And I've gone out and I've said, hey, look, I'm not bragging. I'm celebrating my achievements and I'm saving it. I'm writing it for me so I could look back on this two, three years from now, even two, three months from now and say, look how far I've come and look what I've accomplished. Like it is such a great feeling to know you're moving ahead, even little baby steps. And so some people, they've jumped on that bandwagon and they're like, I'm doing that too. And I was like, I recommend everybody does. I had a a client tell me, she's like, oh, I do that. I'm like, you do? And she's like, once a year at the end of the year. (laughs) And I was like, Okay. All right. You really need to be doing it monthly because now you see it all right in front of you. Ah. That's amazing. I love just being intentional and really looking for those wins. Cause I think you're right. I think we do get swept up in just the crazy of life and the busyness. And we do have to be intentional about those good things that are happening and things we're accomplishing to really be able to like cherish and recognize them. Right. So one of my big wins this, this month, is that I mentored a gal a few years ago. She's a she's a fashion designer and she lives in Belize. And I stayed in contact with her. She follows me on Instagram and she sent me the sweetest message. And she says, I want to buy your books because I've, I've written my story in books. They're on Amazon. I recorded the last one on Audible so people can listen to me tell my story. And it's really stories and life lessons. I really love sharing. Here's a story. Here's a lesson, how I derived at that. And she said, I'm coming from Belize to Miami and then back to Belize. And she was just coming, I think, to purchase more fabrics. And she said, can you ship these to me? But I would love for you to write a message. Like, she's like, I legit want your autograph. I want you to Mm -hmm. ship it to me. Send me the invoice. I'm paying for it. Like that was big. That was big for me to say, my books are going to Belize. (laughs) From a gal I've stayed in contact with for years And she wrote the sweetest message to me on Instagram. She said, you've always believed in me. And she's like, and you have kept your word that you would be there for me if I ever needed anything. And you've always shown up for me. That's Mm -hmm. proud mom right there, right? Yeah. And I know that I'm going to meet her one of these days in person because, hey, Costa Rica is not far from Belize. (laughs) There you go. That's so special. It's such an incredible story to be like, Oh my gosh, I actually am so happy to go to the post office to deliver books to Belize and pay shipping. (laughs) That's amazing. Really a sweet story. Um, I think to wrap this up, you had talked in the beginning about Mm -hmm. what success meant and what you thought it meant. If you had to define success today, what what does success mean to you, Tisha? You know, I can give you the short answer and it's living life on your terms, not making any apologies, not conforming to what other people's success is, but really truly identifying what your success is. And for me, I'm not sure if you saw that post, Rachel, but I wrote what my definition of success is. I was on a live stream and the gal, the host asked me if I've had any challenges lately in life. And I was like, honestly, I really feel like I've arrived at my level of success. And I shared, I said, success for me 
was being able to work part-time and make a full-time pay and go on as much vacation as I wanted. <laughs> and I've done that for years. Success for me was never missing a moment in my kid's life anymore. Mm-hmm. And I've done that. I'm doing that. It's, it's just, it makes me laugh because I think people look at me and they're like, dang, she's so busy. She has no time. And I'm like, I have the most time I've ever had and I'm getting a good night's sleep. I really learned to work smarter and I've really simplified my life so much that I've really set boundaries for myself. I know when I'm at capacity, I know when I can't take on any more. And I also have the opportunity to help and serve where I want to. That to me is living the balanced life that I was after for so long that I just was missing in my thirties. Like, I really feel like I've grown up and evolved so much that I'm like, this is what I want. And this is what I have. And it's such an incredible feeling when you wake up going, I'm peaceful. I'm relaxed. I'm calm. I know what I'm working on. I know I'm surrounded by, I'm not chasing people. They're actually coming to me and life is good. It's so good. That's amazing. I I love your story. (laughs) I think it's I love that you're so authentic to you and your brand and your work is just who you are as a person. I think that's something that a lot of people only dream of. And I think that you came from a place where it was this big life moment. Well, I don't have a job now. Like I thought I had something lined up. That was the plan. And you just kind of took the jump. And I think um, there's just a lot of value in that, but that you've stayed true to yourself in every single business you've had and just really like where you are now, what it's evolved to has really just been come down to you being you and um, connecting with people. So I think that's amazing. Thank you. I would say too, that you've got to take some risks and you've got to believe in yourself and you've got to have faith. I have never looked at an investment and said, Oof, that's too much. I'll never get that back. Everything I've ever done in my life, Rachel, every investment I've made has come back more times than I can count. And I would, I would challenge your listeners to not be afraid of the unknown, but to say, I'm going to trust in this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work really hard. So there is a big difference between I'm going to say, I'm going to do this and I'm actually going to do it. And that's what I would say is say, you're going to do it, do it, invest in yourself, learn as much as you can be around good people, get a mentor and you will succeed. You will. I think that's a great note to end it on. Very inspirational and something I think (laughs) we can all take a little something from. So thank you again, Tisha. It was so great having you on and I appreciate you sharing everything with our listeners. Oh, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Here's to Almost. Know someone going through a tough time or someone who could use a little extra inspiration? Share this episode with them to spread the good that can come out of our almosts. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love to hear from you. Give us a review and subscribe to never miss an episode. Whatever your almost is, I hope you're one step closer to finding that good on the other side. Have the best day.